0: Well, amen and amen. If you got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Can we get some lights on in the house, Brother Matthew? Appreciate you. Kind sir. John chapter 20 is where we're going to be today. We're continuing our series through the book of John entitled He Is. Uh, he is looking at the person and uh, character of Jesus Christ playing off of the seven I am statements uh, found in the book of John that declare that he is uh, God. Alright, Jesus wasn't just one, uh, a God out of many. He is God. Uh, He is God. And, uh, and so I've enjoyed walking through this, uh, this series and, uh, man, it's been an encouragement to me, uh, looking at, uh, uh, Jesus and who He said He was in uh, His Word. And I hope it's been an encouragement to you. John chapter 20, uh, is where we're gonna be and perhaps this chapter, uh, church is, uh, um, is one that, uh, um if not the most encouraging, one of uh, the most encouraging chapters in all the scripture, uh, because it speaks to really the the crux of our faith. Uh, the fact that uh, this Jesus that we sang about, uh, that we uh, read about in his word, right? He is alive uh, and well. I don't know about you, but I am thankful that uh, uh, John uh, did not end in, in chapter 19. Uh, we looked at last week, uh, John chapter 19, Jesus being crucified on a cross. Uh, and then the past after that talks about how he was put in a borrowed tomb. I'm glad that it didn't end uh, there, that there is a John chapter 20 and a John chapter 21 because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Uh, that tomb that he was in was just a borrowed one. Uh, he was only in there a couple of days and he rose from the dead. And as a Christian, listen, that changes everything. Church, listen. Uh, uh uh Muhammad who is the prophet of Islam he died and is buried and is still dead to this day but Jesus Christ is alive hey uh Buddha the prophet and teacher right of Buddhism uh he died and is buried and is still dead today but Jesus is alive right uh, the uh, folks throughout history right who have claimed to be god uh from uh Haile Selassie the king of Ethiopia in the 20th century to Joseph Smith they are dead and buried and are still dead, but Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. That changes everything for the believer. Hey, by the way, bless God, if I'm the only one that's going to get excited, brother Ed, I'll, hey, it's all good, man. Jesus is alive and well. That changes everything. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, right, if Christ didn't raise, our faith would be futile. We'd ha- hey, our faith would be meaningless if Jesus didn't rise, but he rose and he's alive and well. Uh, today hallelujah hallelujah the the word says in John chapter 20 that uh, there were some women that went to the tomb right to check for him they brought spices to uh, anoint him right uh, for a burial if you will Uh, but they brought the wrong spices they didn't need those He, he wasn't in there right it said after that that he appeared that very day to his disciples uh, who were in the upper room there, appeared to uh, them, showed the fact that he was alive uh, and well, right? And then to some of those ladies that were there. And then and it says here that he appeared to a man by the name of Thomas that we see in uh, the scripture. Now, Thomas is one of those guys, church, that um, uh, he's one of those uh, folks, you probably have him in your friend group or your family group, that's uh, uh, just a natural-born skept- skeptic. He is a uh, pessimist. He's known in the scripture as Doubting Thomas. You know, whenever you have family gatherings and you're sharing a story and you got that one family member that's talking about, hey, oh, really? Man, hey, you you got proof of that? You you got pictures of that? Oh, you talk about your kid walking? Man, hey, prove it to me. I mean, you know, and you're like, wait, you you want me to take video, show you video pictures of it? You can't just believe, you know, my word there? We all got them. That that family member, that friend that needs proof, right, to, to share. You know, hey, they're, they're good folks. They're, they're solid folks, but the reality is they can get a little annoying sometimes because man, they're one of those folks. Well, that was Thomas here. That was Thomas. And we're going to see here in the text, right, that he was one man that was skeptical of the fact that Jesus rose from the grave. But by, hey, by the end of the passage, we'll see that man, things changed, brother Rick. Hey, he went from a skeptic man to one who was singing out praise. Hey, because he met The Jesus that rose from the grave. And so with that being said, John chapter 20, starting in verse 24, we're going to read through the end of the chapter. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Jesus rose. He's alive and well. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says this in verse 24. Now Thomas, one of uh, the twelve called the twin was not with them when Jesus came. Let me go ahead and throw this in free of charge. Uh, a lot of scholars they, that study this, they don't know who Thomas' twin was. Wasn't mentioned there. But, but but can I go ahead and just keep it 100 with you? A lot of times, we're Thomas' twin. As we walk with Jesus, man, the times that we find ourselves doubting where he is, wondering where he's at, man, hey, we're like Thomas. We're, we're his twin at times, man. And we need the Lord's help, man, to encourage us to continue to trust in him. Let me keep going. Says he wasn't with him when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. He's alive. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the marks of those nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Man, he was emphatic. Man, the language there in the original language, man, it it speaks of emphasis. Man, I ain't ever going to believe unless I see proof data. Evidence. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace, be with you. And he said then to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. And then verse 30. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which were not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Won't we pray together? Lord God, we thank you that in believing in you, there is life in your name. God, we thank you that because you rose from the grave, our faith is not futile. It's not meaningless. As Ephesians says, Lord, we have this blessed hope. God, made possible because you rose. Lord, I pray that we would cling to that uh, today. Lord, I pray as we dive into your word, Lord, that you would, God, speak to us. Lord, encourage us. God, stir our affections for you more deeply. Lord, And I pray. Oh, God, we ask and plead that this would be more than just another Sunday in the routine of life for us, but that you would meet us where we are. And we'd be folks that leave differently than the way we came. God, we love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, all of us in here at one point in time are are like Thomas, man, who need the Lord's help, right, to trust him more, right? We need the Lord's help and grace, Lord, to trust him. Uh, even in the midst of, man, doubt and fear, not understanding what lies a- ahead of us. We need his help. We need his help. And Thomas needed the Lord's help here. And by the end of the chapter, we see that, man, the Lord provided it for him, provided for him. We see that the Lord gave Thomas faith, man, to continue to walk in him, to believe uh, in his name and what he's done. I don't know about you, but I want to be right a, a believer that is one who uh, walks by faith and not and, and doesn't walk just by sight. Meaning this, I want to be one that hey is able to to walk with God, commune with Him, fellowship with Him, even when it's hard to trace His hand and working in the midst of my life. I want to be one man that that is all in for God, even when circumstances are telling me not to be all in for Him. I want to be one that's all in, right? Uh, hey, even, man, when it hurts, I want to be all in, man. I want to be all in. And my hope and prayer is that is what you want to be as well. But in order to do that, man, we need the Lord's help. And so I've entitled the message today, hey, give me faith. Give me faith. Give me faith. I want to look at uh, what we see here in the text, uh, really uh, three ways. Um, That uh, we're able to be folks that walk by faith, that grow in learning how to walk uh, by faith and not by sight. Learning how to be folks, man, that see this Christian life is more than just an activity that we're a part of, but it be our whole life. To see uh, this walk with Jesus is more than just something that we do every once in a while, but something that is who we are. It's all encompassing. Give me faith. What does it look like to walk by faith? The first truth here that we see in the text is this. How are, we fo- how are we folks that walk by faith? Man, we understand that we can't miss out, man, on precious fellowship. How do we walk by faith these days? Hey, choosing not to miss out on precious fellowship. The word here uh, in verse 24 and 25, it says right that the disciples, they saw Jesus, but Thomas wasn't with them when with them when the disciples saw Jesus right that that Sunday that he rose from the grave man Thomas was absent now we don't know where Thomas was we, we, we you know scholars don't know where he was perhaps he was broken up at the fact that Jesus died and just man went on and did his own thing but he wasn't there and listen hey because he wasn't there he missed out man on seeing Jesus He missed out, man, on the blessing that came. We'll see. He missed out on the ministry of Jesus Says that Jesus, man, he gave uh, the disciples peace there. He said, peace be with you. In the passage before he missed out on him. Hey, because Thomas was not fellowshipping with the disciples in the upper room the day Jesus appeared to them, he missed out on Jesus. Hey, don't miss out on him. I remember I've told this story before. Uh, I can't remember. I think I have. Um, and so uh, if you've heard it before, just pretend like you hadn't heard it before. Um, when I was in seminary, I uh, uh, there was, you know, a few of us hanging out. We got news uh, that uh, there was a, a new Chick-fil-A that was opening up, you know, in a certain part of town. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, OK, cool. That's one of 15 Chick-fil-A's that are around. That's great. Well, we come to find out we learned that Chick-fil-A does a huge promo Whenever they build one and open one up, the first 100 customers that show up, they get free Chick-fil-A for a year. And I was like, well, I'm going to reorient my plans, Brother Rick, and see if I can't be there uh, that day uh, for that. Free Chick-fil-A, hey, as that old saying goes, especially when it pertains to food, if it's free, it's for me. Amen. Hey, I I wanted to make sure I was there. And so we we found a way to, to, you know, after our church, because it was on a Wednesday night, after our church responsibilities, man, a few of us. Man, we found a way to end up going over there and camping out uh, for uh, day. Me and my buddy Drake. We got there at about seven thirty eight. Um, my buddy Drake and his wife actually went as well, so they can get, man, two for one, since she feels that was smart. You know, they both went together. And uh and we ended up getting in line. We were in line, man, to to be one of those one hundred folks. And we ended up getting uh Getting it free Chick-fil-A for a year, 52 number one combos, man, for a whole year. And you think, man, just 52. Hey, listen, man, I, I was by by the time it came close to exploration that I was buying everybody's one. man. It-, it was it's a lot. But I remember one of the buddies that uh, I was trying to reach out to to come. Man, he made the excuse like, hey, man, we, we got that Hebrew class, man, tomorrow, man, we got to do a whole bunch of translations. You know, I-, I don't think I can make it. And you know what I told him? Brother Roy, I said, bump the translations, man. Hey, this is free Chick-fil-A for a year. When, when's the next time we're going to get free Chick-fil-A for a year? You know, I, he, hey, he and I, he was being a good student, rightfully so. But I said, hey, I'm going to take the L and class them off. He calls on me because I'm getting free Chick-fil-A for a year. And so, hey, my buddy, he ended up missing out. Hey, because he didn't fellowship, didn't come and connect. right? Because he, he thought he had to do his Hebrew translations, man, he missed out. Man, I'm getting free Chick-fil-A. You know where I'm going, but I'm going to go there anyways. Hey, listen, a lot of us in here, man, hey, because, man, because we're neglecting, right, fellowshipping with other believers, because we're neglecting, man, being in community with other Christians, hey, we're missing out, man, on what Jesus wants to do in and through our life. Hey, did you know that fellowship and community, man, it's essential. It's essential for our Christian faith. Hey, it's not enough. Just to simply come every once in a while to church on a Sunday, man, and think that you're going to grow and mature in your faith the way the Lord wants you to. I'm glad that you're here, glad that you came today, but, but it's not enough. The Bible calls for us, man, to do life together, to be in community with one another. And so, man, if we want hey to see Jesus work and move in our life, meet us where we are, man, hey, the call for us is to not neglect, man, the precious fellowship that comes with being with him. Perhaps you're neglecting walking in fellowship and community because of the busyness of life. Hey, I get it, man. Life is busy. I get it. Perhaps it's man because of fear or laziness. Maybe it cuts even deeper, right? You're not in community because you were hurt by community in the past. And you're using that as a reason to not get connected to the body. Hey, whatever it is, let me encourage the church. Hey, lay it all down because we need one another. Yes, community is messy, but hey, we we need each other, need each other. We see Thomas missed out, man, on Jesus because he neglected, man, being in fellowship with other believers. So what does that mean? Hey, come to church, worship with the saints. And, and can I go ahead and throw a caveat? Hey, I know life happens. I know a lot's going on. Man, I know we got military in here, man. Hey, y'all, 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 be deplored, man. Y'all, y'all gotta, I know there's a group going on the field here soon. So there's gonna be times we miss. So let me throw that caveat in there. But man, hey, as a believer, man, we ought to try our best, man, to be in the church house as much as we can. I'll be here. I'll be here. Don't don't neglect man being in church, man. Let me go. Let me take it a step deeper. Hey, jump into one of our family groups. We call it we call them family groups because it's where our faith becomes our family. Jump into a family group where you go deeper. With the Lord and his word and and grow in community, you have folks that sharpen you, encourage you. Let me take it a step forward Uh, beyond that. Hey, do you have an accountability partner? Write someone of hey, the same gender that man you can call, and they can ask you the tough questions. Hey, how's your marriage, really? Hey, are you keeping your mind pure? Hey, are you staying away from such and such? You have those people in your life. Hey, we need them. Hey, don't neglect, man, the precious fellowship, man. Don't neglect community with other believers. Psalm one thirty three one it says this: Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity together. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says it like this as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Therefore encourage one another. Uh, first uh, 1 Thessalonians five eleven says it like this. Therefore encourage one another and build one another up, just as you were doing. Then Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty-five. Let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. I know some of you think that, man, hey, you can be a one-man band. Hey, it's just you and your family, and that's it, and I'm good. Can can I just lovingly tell you, you are not going to grow and mature the way the Lord wants you to grow and mature if, you, if you're living life isolated from other folks. Man, jump into community. Stay connected with other believers, man be connected hey don't neglect the precious fellowship man that's the first way we are able to walk by faith second way let me keep moving here how we're able to walk by faith man we ought to choose to be folks that praise god for his grace hey in order to be folks that grow in walking by faith hey we got to learn how to praise god for his grace we see here right thomas man he's saying in verse 25 ain't no way I'm going to believe that Jesus rose unless I see him with my own eyes. I feel, man, the scars on his hand. I feel the scars. I said, ain't no way. Ain't no way to see him. He said that for a whole week. It says eight days later in verse 26 that disciples were there in the upper room and Thomas was there with him. And I could perhaps see Thomas. This is a little holy conjecture here, but I could see Thomas showing up there just to essentially prove his point. Oh, this is the first day of the week, man. Hey, talking about Jesus not being here. Let's see. You talked about how he just randomly showed up last week. Let's see if he shows up now. Man, I, 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 I bet 10 denarii he doesn't show up. I bet that. And then we see Jesus, man, show up. And him showing up, man, is just a measure of his grace toward us. Man, we've been talking about the grace of God quite a bit in this series, right? That word grace, it, it literally means uh, unmerited favor, right? A gift given to us that we don't deserve, right? Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection on the cross, right, is a uh, literally wrapped up in grace. We didn't deserve it. I know we like to think sometimes we did, but we didn't. We didn't deserve him coming and dying on the cross for us, right? But even as believers, man, we see, man, pictures of his grace in through our lives. And this was one of those moments, man, we see where Thomas gets a chance to see it. Man, Jesus showing grace by choosing to show up. Choosing to show up. How did he show uh, his grace, man? We ought to praise him for his grace. How did he display it? Well, like I just mentioned, man, he showed up. He displayed his grace firstly, man, by choosing to meet Thomas where he was. And he displays his grace in our life by meeting us where we are. Jesus didn't have to show up. He didn't. Man, but he chose to. Chose to. He didn't have to appear to Thomas in the midst of his doubt and skepticism. But because, but by his grace and mercy, he did. I don't know about you, but aren't you glad, man? And that in the midst of all doubt, fear, shame, brokenness, man, that the Lord shows up. Hey, hey, in the times, man, where we find ourselves grumbling and complaining. God, why don't I got this? Why, hey, God, why is it so different? And, hey man, the Lord meets us where we are. We don't deserve it. But he meets us there. I'm thankful, man, for his presence. For his presence. Remember that story in 1 Kings 19, the story of Elijah? Right, Elijah, man, amazing man of God, prophet. 1 Kings 18, he had that big showdown at Mount Carmel. Literally, right, they had a showdown. Him and all the prophets of Baal, they cried out, Elijah said hey I'm gonna cry out to my God Yahweh you ca- cry out to your quote unquote God Baal whoever rains down fire from heaven first he's God. God Yahweh God literally rained down fire from heaven he was glorified there man one of the greatest revivals in all the Old Testament took place and then at the beginning of chapter 19 there was a bounty put on Elijah's head and he found himself on the run and by verse 9 we see Elijah say you know what I give up and I'm done man he went hey he, he he asked the Lord to take his life and we see in the midst of that deep dark hole right the Lord met him there says he met him there man still small voice. I'm thankful hey that that's a God that we serve hey said and brother Josiah he could have struck he could have struck Elijah dead right then and there for hey for you know question him he said, hey you definitely, you just literally saw me." A couple of days ago, rained down fire from heaven. But, man, he met him there in a still small voice. man. That's the God that we follow and serve, man. Hey, by his grace, he meets us where we are. But not just that, man. He doesn't just meet us where we are. He ministers to us there. He ministers to us there. I'm glad, hey, that we serve a God that is alive and well. And, man, because he's alive and well, man, he ministers to us. In the midst of our doubt, Jesus showed up and he didn't just say, hey, look at me. Look at me. No, no, he 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 showed up and he said he said, peace, man, be with you to the disciples. And then he turned his attention right to Thomas He said, hey, Thomas, come here a minute, man. Hey, check out these scars. In my hand, hey, check out this scar on my side. He ministered to Thomas in that moment, hey, in that moment, man, he hey, he gave Thomas faith. To continue to trust in Him. To walk in Him. He ministers to us. Man, he does, that, that's what He does for us. In the midst of, man, our doubt, our struggle, our skepticism, wondering where He is, man, hey, He meets us there and He ministers to us. He gives us His peace when we ask of Him. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, when we call on His name. Man, He reminds us of the blessed hope that we have, as Ephesians tells us, but also as Titus 2, 13 says. He reminds us of that. And he reminds us that, hey, we can cast our anxiety on him and he's able to sustain us when we call on him. Psalm 55, says, man, he ministers to us where we are. I'm thankful for that God. See, brother, you know, you know, and maybe specifically guys, you're like this, man. Hey, you, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that let's say, hey, when there's a tough time, brother Jake, man, when there's a tough time, man, hey, I'm just gonna, you know, bow my neck, man. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna get through it myself. I'll just compartmentalize it and move on, man. Hey, even in those tough moments. Don't like to think I need any kind of help. Ladies, maybe maybe you agree with that as well. But the reality is, hey, even though we're saved, man, children of God, hey, we're poor and needy. And, hey, and and we're in need of, man, the Lord's help. And, man, hey, he's willing to minister to us where we are when we call out to him. He's not dormant, man. He's active. He's willing to meet us where we are, man. That's the God that we serve. Uh, hey, and it's by His grace. It's because of His grace. I'm thankful, man, that I serve uh, that God. God meets us where we are, but also ministers to us in the midst of where we are. So at the end of the day, we won't stay where we are. And we see Thomas here go from a skeptic, man, to one that's singing His praise. My Lord and my God. Hey, personal. Right that it moves from person. It didn't just say, "Okay, Lord, Jesus, hey, all right, my Lord and my God comes personal to him, man. This Jesus becomes real in his life. We see, man that, we grow in walking in faith and by not neglecting man, precious fellowship, by choosing to praise. Of the lord for his grace and then thirdly and lastly we see that we're able to grow and walk in by faith by choosing to press into our faith and because of the proof of god's faithfulness verse 29 through 31 it talks about right jesus like hey man hey you you believe because you see man hey blessed is the one that hey chooses To believe even though they can't see, right? Speaking to us, right? Hey, those of us in here who know Christ, man, hey, we believe what he did on the cross over 2,000 years ago, even though we didn't see him, even though we didn't walk with him, Brother Brandon, we believe him. But then it says, right, in verse 30 and 31, speaks to the reason for the book being written. Jesus did many, hey, signs and wonders among the disciples. The next chapter talks about how, man, he did so many of them, hey, this book couldn't even contain it. John 21, 25. It speaks to the Lord's faithfulness. Hey, because of God's faithfulness and goodness, because of his track record, hey, we can trust in him and be folks that walk by faith. And even when it's tough to see because of his track record. So choose to press into his faith. Press into your faith. Choose to press into your faith. What does that look like real quickly? Pressing into your faith looks like this. Hey, believing in the Son. S-O-N, not S-U-N, S-O-N, believing in the Son. John says, hey, the reason that this was written so that you may believe in, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And you may find that in his name there is life. Hey, you can't press into your faith, right, if you haven't placed your faith in Jesus. You can't press into faith if you've never, hey, chosen to uh, place your faith in him, if you've, cho- if you've never chosen to surrender to uh, him. And, and I'm saying this because here's the truth. I believe that, sadly, there's a lot of folks, man, that are in churches all around Clarksville, all around the United States, all around the world that have a misplaced faith. What what do you mean by that, Pastor? This. Hey, their faith is in church instead of Jesus, who's the head of the church. Hey, their faith is in good works and good deeds instead of, man, hey. Their faith being in the God, man, who died on the cross for them. Don't get it twisted. Hey, we're made right with God by believing in Jesus Christ. He's the only way. He's the only way. Don't have misplaced faith. Some of you in here, man, hey, you're coming to church because, man, it, hey, you feel like it's a good thing for you. You've placed your faith in the church and, and, and check, you know, checking a box off. Listen, you have misplaced faith. Hey, true faith is choosing to tr- surrender your heart and life to Christ, believing in Him, and the fact that He is the only way. He's the only way. Believe in the Son. Have you believed in him? I didn't ask if your parents have. Have you? Hey, I didn't ask if you've come to church, do you believe in him? Do you believe in Jesus? Believe in the Son. Then secondly, and lastly, what does it look, look like? Right. To press into our faith. It looks like this for the child of God, believing and even when you cannot see. man, believing even when you cannot see pressing into your faith involves choosing to walk by faith in what Jesus has said, even when you can't see his hand at work in your life. Hey, pressing into your faith is choosing, man, even when it's cloudy right in your life. Season wise, man. Hey, you're, you're still choosing to worship him, to walk with him. To delight in him. man. even when it's tough to see him. It's easy to praise God, man. Hey, when all is great, things are great. Man, it's those moments, man, when the struggle is real. When it's hard to see him. That's when we're called to follow him as well. And again, we can do that because his track record is impeccable. We can do that because his track record is impeccable. Let me end with uh, this and then we'll be. Uh, done. Yes, last night, um, don't know if any of you in here are boxing fans, but there was a real big uh, boxing match last night. You know, boxing is a little less popular now with MMA and, and uh, uh, UFC rolling around. But um, this boxing match was uh, perhaps one of the uh, biggest ones in the last uh, decade, probably. And the reason why I had a vested interest in it was because one of the fighters, a guy by the name of Errol Spence Jr., He's from South Dallas, brother Ed. Man, he's from where I grew up. A lot of our friends know him, man. He was representing Dallas, uh, there. South Dallas. He was undefeated. 28 and 0, sister Kathy. 28 and 0, going against a guy named Terrence Crawford who was 39 and 0. Man, both undefeated. Man, they've been looking to try and get this fight going for a long time. And of course I'm rooting for, uh, I'm rooting for Errol Spence, man, cause he's Dallas. You know, I was even looking at possibly purchasing the fight, then I went and saw Brother Roy on pay-per-view and I said, you know what? I'll just view it on Twitter later. Uh, it's a little little too expensive for my inflation, I guess. But anyway, the, and as I was following the fight, Errol Spence Jr., man, he, he ended up, he ended up getting worked. He got whipped. Uh, Terrence Crawford, man, gave it to him, whipped him. Ended up uh, by way of a uh, uh, technical knockout, man, in, in one of the later rounds. And I remember sitting there, and I was kind of sad, man. I was like, dang, this guy that I was rooting for, man, he undefeated, never lost. I was thinking, man, his track record, he was going to be able to, to pull it out. Real sad. But then I got to thinking, Brother Nick, hey, I know one, and you do too if you're, if you're saved. I know one who has never lost, <laughs> undefeated. Hey, I I know one man, hey, who when he rose from the grave, defeated death, hell, and the grave. And his name is Jesus. And hey, I know because of who Jesus is and the fact that he rose from the grave, right, we can believe, man, all that he says. is truth. We can rest in his promises as we sang a second ago. Hey, because, man, he has been faithful to us, even in those seasons when we've been faithless. That's 2 Timothy 2.13 says, hey, we can choose, man, to rest in him. Even when, man, life is cloudy. Even when life is a mess. Hey, though God may not fix the mess right then and there, he's with us in the midst of it. And he can encourage us, hey, to keep going forward. And so as a result of that, hey, choose to walk by faith, church. Hey, Quit allowing for the circumstances of your life to allow for your faith to be like one that's tossed to and fro by the winds and the waves of life. But choose because we know the anchor for our soul. Hebrews 619 because we know the anchor for our soul. Man, choose to anchor your heart and life in him. And walk by faith. man. Choose to walk by faith.